Welcome to the Youth Pastors Are Pastors 2 podcast. Recorded in Central Texas. Broadcasting to the world. Join your hosts and their weekly guests for insight, advice, guidance, and ideas to help your ministry flourish and help you take care of yourself. Now, with a combined 35 years of ministry experience, your hosts, Jacob Taylor and Jeremy Hellums. What's up, guys? It's episode 19. Man, it's been a while since we've been here, so I don't, I don't even know what episode we're on. Yeah. Uh, I don't Hopefully you know, but uh, I remember our last episode was a camp recap, and uh, like we said in the last episode, we, we were busy people. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Summertime is just a busy time, and uh, we told you we'd get an episode out when we could. Uh, so here's an episode. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> I think we talked about hopefully trying to be back into our regular schedule now. Uh, yeah. That, I mean, summer's not officially over. I still have one more event at the end of the month, but it shouldn't consume my time as much as, you know, everything else. So, Jeremy, it's been, what, three weeks since we put out an episode. How are you? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing good. I have uh, obviously been missing the show so much show, so much so that uh, my wife asked me, hey, y'all still doing that thing? And then my son today literally goes, Dad, um, are you still doing your podcast? I said, yeah, son. It's just been, it, like Jacob said, it's been busy between vacations and just running around. And, uh, I mean, like pedal to the metal. I know yeah. that you've been pedal to the metal. So it's like, it's just a busy time. So yeah, ministry is busy. Like the, like the prime time of ministry is summertime where you actually get to interact with the students. And then you also have to fit in your, your vacation time and, uh, I didn't do a, you don't do a whole lot of vacationing as a youth minister. At least a, I didn't, I, I did go fishing. I did some deep sea and some rough seas, but, uh, uh, we'll save that story for another time. Cause it was rough, but we did good, but yeah, summer's busy. Uh, you, yeah. you, you just got recognized for being at your church for five years. Isn't that yeah. right? Yeah. Sunday they did a, uh, uh, a celebration, I guess, for my fifth, my fifth anniversary of being hired, paid, uh, was August 1st. Uh, yeah. I was there longer than that, but, uh, like you've been there like seven years. It's been a while. Uh, right. Yeah. Cause I did the, the youth ministry minister position for like an interim for mm-hmm. over a little over a year. Uh, and then that's not counting what we did when you were interim pastor. So yeah, it's, it's uh, a, he's busy. so it's been a while, but uh paid staff member of Cedar Valley. It was fifth. My fifth year anniversary was on August 1st. So yeah, there you go. And uh, that's a uh, not a milestone a lot of youth ministers hit because you know average stay of a youth minister is like what eighteen months. Uh, so I'm I'm pretty proud of that. And I told uh, my parents when I was getting into this that I don't want to use this as a stepping stone because I don't I don't feel called to be a pastor of a church, but I do feel the calling of youth ministry. So. Uh, I was in it for the, I'm still in it for the long haul. So wherever the Lord leads, I'll go. Amen. Amen. So, well, um, 
And and everything else has been going good. Uh, I mean, besides the Astros losing a few games here and there, um, can can I just point out that you got a uh, the non official sponsor of our oh, yeah. podcast is is being spotlighted right there on Jacob's shirt. Uh, he's wearing a his new latest shirt. It's a water burger. What do you call? Is that a fishing shirt thing? Yeah, is that what you, Mag- Magellan. The shirts that I wear. Yeah, all the time came out with the water burger line. And they had two of these fishing shirts that I, that's all I wear. So I was like, I have to get it. And so last night, late last night, I saw it. It was a, uh, they got me because I had Whataburger last night because it was Tuesday. <laughs> they got but you. You know how the internet works is that you, you talk about something and then it shows up on your Instagram. And I was looking through Instagram late last night and uh, it had to be like, what time did I text y'all? It was probably uh, 1030 or 11, wasn't it? Yeah, we were laying in bed. Yeah, and uh, I was scrolling through Instagram. She was scrolling through TikTok, and I saw it, and I was like, "I have to get this." And so when I went to the website, they had two of these. They have this one with the white sleeves that say Waterberg on the side. Then they had the orange faded one that I showed y'all that I got too. So I'm I'm going fishing Saturday morning, so I'm going to be wearing that on Saturday. So there you go, right on. Uh, but I was stoked about it. Cause it's like the two, two major parts of my life put into one and I was like I have to I have to get at least one of them I actually had Whataburger today uh, number one baby oh man it, I uh, I thought about it on my way home from church tonight but I was like no I, I have a rule that special occasions and Tuesdays are the only time for Whataburger because I don't want to get don't want to get burned out on it so yeah yeah there you go there you go well hey you want to jump on the topic today yeah, so if you remember on our last episode, I don't I don't know if I've mentioned this or talked about uh, in our camp recap that uh, I we had this deep conversation in our church group uh, one of the nights or whatever, and I told them that I I could see that the church has failed them, and that I was going to do everything I could to change that to make the church realize hey this is what we what the students need the generations are different that they 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 need different things than say you and i uh, and we're just a g- couple years well i'm a couple years separated from the next generation you may be a little a little further than me but <laughs> but i was like this I, i'm not gonna let the church forget you and i've said it multiple times in the past throughout the years of youth ministry. And I was like, this time I'm actually going to do something about it. And, uh, and God had, God had a plan. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and I stood up in front of the church as we uh, did a a youth camp recap and, uh, showed video and all that stuff. And I told them that the church had failed the next. Yeah. And I was listening to it and I was like, Whoa, anyway, sorry. I had to throw that in there. Well, imagine, uh, the feedback I got from that. Uh, a lot of people took it personally because they thought I was talking about Cedar Valley in particular, and I wasn't. Uh, Cedar Valley is part of the church, but it's not the church. Right. And uh, they they came back, and uh, a few weeks later, they were like, what did you mean by this, and what have we done wrong? And, and I was like, I don't... I don't really have an answer for you. And so 
uh, I took you, that. You you opened up some dialogue there that that had been needing to start happening, yes. right? Yeah. So it was a business meeting, and we all hate business meetings. Uh, and luckily for my church, uh, we have gone to quarterly business meetings, so it's on every month. But right on. Uh, it was just just happened to be like a few weeks, like a week and a half or two after we got back from camp, and uh, mm-hmm. they they and I have to give a, a report every quarter about what the youth ministry what we're doing in youth ministry and the, the, what we did at camp. And they just, the church, the people of the church had questions that I couldn't answer uh, because I didn't know because I, I, I'm part of the church that have failed the next generation mm. and, I, and it's my job. Like that's my paying job is to reach the next generation. And I, I think I got into this motion of the same thing that churches go through is things work at one point, but we have to change the way we do it or it's not going to work. Like it, mm. it stops working eventually. And mm. I got into that motion because what I did five years ago was working, but it was it's not working now. And I mm. got into that same motion that, okay, it worked then, but this generation, I mean, just four or five years separating the students I had from, you know, five years ago to now um, is different. And mm-hmm. uh, I had to stop and say, okay, let me get back to you and uh, we're going to figure this out. And so I, le- I left that business meeting and you know what everybody does when they need to learn something, you just buy a bunch of books and you read them. And so, <laughs> so I bought several different books, but, uh, and uh, I, don't, I only have one with me right now because this is the one I really uh, connected with and really got out of it. It's called uh, Faith. If you're on the video, you can see yeah. it's faith for exiles, uh, uh, five ways to, for the next generation to follow Jesus in the digital Babylon. Mm. And, uh, I read this book. I read some other books. I can't remember the name. They were short reads. This one's a little bit longer cause you go into, you dive deeper into the connection, the connection, like making connections and stuff. But, uh, I was, I basically put a sermon together. We, you and I put this sermon together that, uh, that I was able to preach, uh, last Sunday and, uh, just the, the feedback. And I, I preached maybe once a quarter and, um, and I haven't even told you this. I've been getting postcards in my mailbox at my house uh, I have like three or four of them of people from our church saying, Hey, we needed to hear that. And so what? That's oh, yeah. awesome, man. Yeah. So that's wonderful. I had maybe a half a dozen people stop me after church last Sunday, just asking me what they needed to do and mm. uh, all this other stuff. So, uh, cause, cause really and truly Jacob is part of one of the most loving kind congregations that he and I have both been a part of. And so it's, it's nothing specifically on them, but I think the challenge that you gave them really stirred them and woke them up and, um, you know, highly necessary. Right. And I let them know that like out of all the churches that I've been part of, they, I mean, they raised like almost $4,500 to pay for every student we took to camp. Yeah. But it doesn't, that's, that's a limitation. Like just because you raised money doesn't, isn't the connection that the students need. Like uh, what I've been reading uh, and that's our topic is 
connecting uh, generations uh, together. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because we, I, I mean, you helped me write the sermon, and uh, uh, so you kind of have an idea. So we thought we would talk about it. That. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's it? So this is, this is kind of a you know this is kind of one of those podcasts where. Where not only it's something that Jacob and I are both learning, you know, and then Jacob's applying it real time, you know, it's something that we think is really relevant for the church overall. And and maybe it's something that you need to be doing, you know, in your youth ministry, wherever you are, whether it's in Texas, United States, around the world. Uh, this is biblical teaching uh, that we believe is super relevant right now, it, even in the pandemic. Um, oh, yeah. It's 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 so important that some of these concepts uh, you you know, you know I don't I don't want to say you need to take notes but you know there's there's some good content here is what I'm what I'm getting at so yeah uh, yeah and that's the the biggest thing I I, I and we talk I don't know we haven't had a pandemic episode where we we talk about what how the you know how we handled the pandemic and I'm in I, it's actually something I'm interested in doing. Because uh, I, I want to hear everybody, what everybody else did, and then uh, give out what I did, and uh, I mean, you helped with some of that. So, uh, but well, we we it's it's our show. We can do it whenever we want to. So, <laughs> <laughs> once we, I guess we'll talk about that at the end of the episode about the women series. But yeah, uh, yeah. So I read this book. It's the five ways. I'm not done with it. So my sermon was only about the three three of them. Um, but the concept of it is that we have to have these meaningful intergenerational relationships, uh, between the students and your church members. And just, just reading, like, I don't have all the stats in front of me from, I have another stat book and stuff, but the church, the students that we, that we have, the, uh, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, all the way, I mean, 18-year-olds, even after that. I mean, this doesn't stop at student ministry. It's, you have what happens to the students after they leave, and that's my that, that that's going to be my next focal point is we have kids graduating, but we don't have anything for them. Uh, and I, we ta- I had that conversation with my wife uh, just a couple weeks ago without even, not, not even like trying, like saying, Hey, this is what I'm preaching about. Cause I don't t- tell her what I'm preaching about so I can get her for like honest, like reaction from it. And she, she talked like her when she graduated college and she went on her, she went in an internship in Washington state and came back. There was nothing, her church didn't have anything for her. So she started that, uh, the Sunday school class. Cause it's, it's like that awkward stage where you, you just finished college, but you also, you're not a, like married couples or you're not dating and like you're not in this like Sunday school, like the the career and single, I I don't know what they call them anymore, but there was no like 20 year old classrooms. So she started that and we were talking about it now. And she's like, there's still no, like even where we're at now, she, she, there's nothing for these students for, I can't say students, but these young adults graduating, there's nothing there for them to have because we don't think about it. They graduate right. and me, I'm like, I, I have connect, I have a relationship with every student that's graduated, but I don't have a giant graduate uh, class. Like I may graduate one. I may not graduate any like this year. 
I don't have anybody graduating for probably another two years. So, uh, and that's easy for me to keep up with and keep up with the students that have gone through the ministry and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But, uh, that, I don't know how we, how we got off to that topic, but, uh, there's a void, there's a void and, and yeah. Oh, the church, the church has, they, there's no, there's no trust, uh, in students, in young adults, in the church anymore. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I want to say it was like, uh, maybe like 23% of people that graduate continue to go to church. The rest of them don't go to church because they don't trust or mm. uh, care to be in church because they think it's full of liars and hypocrites and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, and the church there's there there are people like that. There are hypocrites. There are liars. But there's a reason they're in church. So, um, and there's reasons that people believe that. But because of the society we live in, everything, uh, everybody just thinks we, we generalize everything. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, if you can hear that, my dog's drinking water. Uh, <laughs> it's. So they generalize everything because they don't know. They don't know the connection. They don't know the people. They don't, uh, and it's not because they don't want to. Students want to know people. They want to talk to people. They live on the internet to where they see and be able to communicate with everybody, even if they're across the world. Right. Um, they know talking how to talk to people that they don't know. It's the older generation that doesn't know, and uh, they we have to. And I told them this, that we have to make a connection, even if it's not comfortable for them. Uh, how do we do that? Um, that's really how you figure out with your own church, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, my church is older, and they love to cook. They love to feed mm-hmm. people. So I took, I've took i taken that, and we're starting something next month uh, called Youth Night Out, uh, to where one church member a month, one Sunday night, we're going to actually just have dinner at their house and uh, that way. And I, I'm working on it and it freaks them out. And it's, it's, I want to say it's funny to see how they're reacting. Uh, That's also sad. Uh, They want to know what they need to say. They need, they want to know questions to ask. They want to know how they want everything laid out for them so they can have these conversations. So that's what I'm working on now is making an outline for these people to, uh, be able to have those conversations to just to have conversation. I'm not asking them to preach, I'm not asking for a Sunday school lesson. I just want them to talk and get to know them. I want to know, I want the students to know what they did when they were in middle school. I want them to know what uh, their goals in life was when they were 15, 16, or uh, what, how many cows they were milking on a, a mor- every morning. Uh, and that's, that's one of the things we'll, we'll change. And I'll, obviously there's other things where, uh, uh, but that's just one of the things and maybe you could take that idea and go with it and uh but it has to be something that the church the, the church members enjoy doing because they won't do it um uh, cooking is what these ladies do cooking is what men like to do uh you know some brisket or chicken whatever whatever they, i mean men can cook uh anything uh, it just and one of the cool things on the 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 person we have lined up for october her husband doesn't come to church, so she was worried that uh, he was going to say no uh, because church. She, he didn't want. She didn't want. She didn't know if he he would allow the 
church people come to their house and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, she went home and asked him and he said, yeah, that's fine. So by that, we're not, he's not coming to church, but we're taking church to him. Man. Uh, so that's uh, like a whole different level, bro. We, yeah, we ain't I, got, we ain't got time for that on it. We ain't got time for that. Yeah. So, but, <laughs> but it, that's, I, I, yeah, I was, I was like shocked as she was and she's ecstatic. Yeah. She, he doesn't come to church. And uh, so this is church coming to him by way of youth. And uh, he gets to experience the fellowship of a church in his own home that he doesn't go to. And that's exciting news. So, um, yeah, from, uh, from a, from a scripture perspective, uh, I think Jacob and I landed on acts two, um, acts two, uh, the verse 41 and verse 44 uh, through verse 44. Yes. And, and, um, you know, if you're not familiar with that, obviously, uh, acts two is the, basically the, the first church, you know, uh, scripture says that they went out and there were about 3000 that were baptized. And then what did it look like? Application wise, it was, they devoted themselves to teaching, to fellowship, to breaking bread, to prayer and and then everyone was filled with just you know the signs and the wonders and they were performed by the apostles and and it goes on to say all the believers had everything in common and if you look at that scholar you know scholarly right they they went out and sold stuff so they could share stuff right um and you know i'm that's not where we're going to hone in on here but but they did life together Right. It doesn't say that the the senior adults got together. It doesn't say that the the young adults got together. It doesn't say the youth group, children's group, all that stuff. You know, I just imagine this just house full of people doing life together, doing church together, eating meals. You know, like we would eat after Sunday morning, Sunday morning uh, lunch or whatever, you know, just fellowshipping and and being together. And 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 that because they're so close and because there's a trust built. You know, it doesn't matter who who might go to who, but hey, I need you to pray for me. And so there was the yeah. the commonality of that, and and then the prayer, and then you know just the unification of all these generations. I think is right here in this picture in in Acts two, and so that's that's really what you know we kind of honed in on. If 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 we can look more and more like that, yeah, and and I think that I mean you know you you doing planning out these meals and spending time together and taking church to the homes, I think is, um, I think it's great, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, you, I mean, you touched on it that, uh, that they were doing everything together and that every generation was unified in one body. Uh, I mean, that's, I think that defines church in a nutshell that, we we have to be unified uh, to be able to not only I mean the Bible tells us that we have to continue the message and uh, one of the things they talk about and I think that's why the the, the, the title of the book is called Faith for Exiles is because they're they feel like they're exiled from the church uh, and and we all know that the Israelites. They just kept going away from church over and over and over. And there's always this one thing that comes in and changes the changes, the way they do things and, uh, brings back to the, the generation of 
the people back to the church, back to God. And, uh, and that's, and that's, that's one of the points is the first point of the book is in order to be unified, uh, body, we need to experience intimacy with Jesus. So that means it starts with the individually, uh, when we, um, don't have a relationship with Jesus, then how do we expect that to spill over to the next generation? We have to tell the next generation that about Jesus and they need to know Jesus because after we're gone, they're responsible for the next generation. And if we're not doing anything with them, not reaching out to them, not touching them, then we're not, the, there's no hope. And if we don't have an intimate, intimate relationship with Jesus, how we're not equipped to take care of the next generation. So, um, yeah. yeah. And from a, you know, from a preaching perspective, you know, I was taught and I was encouraged by uh, older, 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 older pastors present that gospel at the end, you know, keep it simple, present the gospel and invite people to accept Christ. Uh, it didn't matter if you did it every single Sunday. Uh, God's word needs needs to be spread and shared, and it and it might fall on somebody who is never even who doesn't know. You know, uh, it, the saying goes, "What you know that you know that you know." Yeah. Well, I guarantee you, there's some folks in your congregation who don't know. Okay, and I'm not pointing fingers. I'm just saying that somebody needs to know that they know that they know because they don't know. And that's the and, thing about, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I think I'm, I think I'm good. And that's the thing about, um, I just, the older youth and that would mm. be the, you know, 60, 70 year olds. Um, uh, what c- comes with age is knowledge. And, mm-hmm. uh, I use this as a sermon example, uh, when I preached this, that, uh, a few years ago, and if you know, uh, a, a little about my my hobbies, I guess, is that I'm passionate about my grass. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, even when my first wedding, I had just planted a bunch of seeds and stuff and I was, and we had our reception in the backyard and I was like, uh, what are all these people walking on my freshly seeded grass? But you know, my wife shut me up real fast on that. But if you I tiptoed, there, I yeah, tiptoed. Well, I appreciate yeah. that. Uh, uh, backyard's a little rough right now, but front yard, I might even post a picture on my Instagram, but, uh, they gain this knowledge as they get older. And I was at Lowe's one day looking through like fertilizer and, uh, seeds and all that stuff. And, um, this old man walks up and he's like, what are you looking for? What are you, what are you trying to do? And I sat there for 45 minutes talking to this random old man because he had the knowledge of grass that I used on the backyard in my front yard, uh, to where not, my front yard looks like a golf course right now. Uh, granted, it, the rain has helped it a lot, but if it wasn't for those 45 minutes of that conversation with this old man, uh, and he pulled out his phone, had a, he had this, uh, uh, this was like three years ago, had a flip phone about three years ago. So that tells you how old this guy was, uh, that he used a flip phone, showed me pictures of his yard. I was like, that's what I want. He gave me the knowledge and shared his knowledge of grass and growing grass that uh, I, I was able to take with me and do it on my own. And that's the same thing with the gospel. If we if we don't not take take our chances now to learn the gospel, learn what the Bible says, 
we can't have that 45 minute conversation and Lois to, to pass it on. And, uh, and that, that in order to have that, you have to have a intimate relationship with Jesus. Um, and if you look at Deuteronomy seven, six, it says, for you are the people of the holy, for you are a people holy to the, your, to the Lord, your God, the Lord, your God has chosen you to be a people for he has treasured possession of all the peoples who are on the face of the earth. So you're chosen by God to pass on the message. And we just have to tell our church that we have to share that to our church. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, that's, that's, that's the start, right? That's yeah. the start. And, and, you know, get out of your comfort zone, encourage, encourage folks to talk about it. Uh, you know, it's just not a Sunday morning thing. It's a Monday, Monday through Monday thing, right? You, yeah. It, we need to be doing it. We need to be living it. It's, uh, I heard this saying a long time ago when I was a kid and I used it when I preached, uh, you don't go to home Depot and look at the paint for two hours a week and then go home and expect to call yourself a painter. Ooh. Um, mm. So, yeah, I was like, man, that, I, I'm going to use that because it's the first time I have a sermon that revolves around that. But yeah, and, and it's so much true. It's like uh, the, uh, the, the you're not a painter. You can read paint. You can know paint. But if you're not uh, learning how to do it or if you're not a painter. like Yeah, that's so. right. Even if you, you could even buy paint and you're not a painter. Yeah, just because you right? buy a Bible doesn't make you a Christian. Mm. You have to know what's in that Bible. Uh, and, and I mean, that's what God calls us to do. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and, and you know what, and, and, and as, as we, as a believers in the body, greater body of Christ, as we grow in that intimacy with Christ, right. We begin to develop, uh, the muscles of cultural discernment, right? Yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, developing muscles, uh, I, I've been working on that lately. I don't know if you knew that or not, but um, I think you mentioned to me yesterday that you had been doing some walking, some crunches, and yeah, like, yeah. So I uh, you know, to get out of bed. So. I am almost forty years old, and um, I don't weigh the correct weight according to some chart. Now I'm not basing it on the chart, but I know for a fact that I don't weigh the correct weight, and um, I have slowly been building up some um, endurance to. I think I walked a mile and a half today, seven o'clock this morning, and I've been doing push-ups and I've been doing sit-ups. But but what happens over a period of time, right, is is I have to redevelop those muscles, right? The muscle has to be torn down and broken down, and then rebuilt back up, right? And uh, uh, you know that's just that's the way your body works. The human human body works. It has to be developed and you know same thing same thing with your 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 intimacy with Jesus same thing with with growing in your faith you know you have to you have to work those muscles out you know you have to work out your faith yeah and i yeah you you can't expect to just jump into the game like you can't just expect to go run a mile because you've been sitting around for the last 10 years Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> okay, I don't know. I don't know if you I mean, we did play softball one season together, so we did. you did pretty we did. well. We so did. Uh, Yeah, but but last game I probably would knocked off all the rust, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you don't you don't just jump into it and uh you you're 
and, the, and I think it, in the, the statement is the develop the muscles of cultural discernment. Yeah, yeah. So, so what is what is what does that mean, Jacob? Could could you can you break that down for us? So we develop these muscles, and then the you develop the muscles, and you explain how that happens. Uh, the, but the cultural discernment is uh, basically if you look at it, you think about it this way: uh, you have an A track, and then you have Apple iTunes. Uh, I, I guess you, you, do they call that MP3? Uh, yeah. See, I'm I'm old too, so I don't know. Uh, I just turned 31 last like three weeks ago. So, uh, and that's the difference is that A tracks. That's the way our technology, not ours, I was not a part of that, but the older generation's technology, that's how they listen to music. And now we have the digital age where basically if uh, you have a bunch of books, like encyclopedias, you have student, uh, the older generations have books, but at the generations we have now can have every encyclopedia book ever made on one little tablet. Uh, and that's how, that's the, the generation we deal with. And so how do we... Uh, develop muscles into knowing that, hey, this next generation is based on and knows technology. Uh, their Facebook, they're, well, I don't know if they're on Facebook much, but uh, they're definitely on Snapchat and Instagram and uh, Twitter. I don't, I don't know if they're on Twitter anymore. They're definitely on TikTok more than I am. Uh, I don't, I don't mean, I only look at TikTok maybe once a week and that's to see, make sure the students aren't posting weird things. So, uh, <laughs> But, but yeah, but, but, you know, and it, if I'm having a conversation with a student and I'm talking about the eight track that I bought when I was in, in eighth grade, that's cool. But if I can't explain what an eight track is to that student, or I don't take the time to do it, I'm not going to connect, you know, and just knowing a word or two would be helpful. You know, back in the day, we had eight tracks, but now you got these MP3s, just knowing the term, you're talking about the same thing yet. But you're not, you know, you are, yeah. but you aren't, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy how much uh, the the next generations, Gen Z, Gen, I mean, even millennials. And I, I, I don't admit that I'm a millennial because I'm at the. Uh, yeah, I. It's just not something I'm you, proud you, of. You, you were analog, and did you ever buy a cassette tape? Yes. My first cassette tape was a Randy Travis cassette tape, <laughs> and I think it had that the uh, digging up bones uh, was the on yeah. there. Anyways, I uh, think one of my first cassettes was like a Wow two thousand nineteen ninety five. There you uh, go, because that's all I could listen to when I was growing up was Wow CDs. My, I mean, that's what my mom did. But uh, yeah, so things are different, and they 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 consume information differently than we do. They could we. Most people older than me uh, can sit down and read a book and take in the knowledge, but you have to realize that the next generation has this gigantic super highway of information just flowing right past them that I don't even know if they realize how big it is. And somehow we have to figure out a way to uh, make sure that we're not putting out this uh, information that maybe deter them from knowing the gospel. Uh, I, right. I, I know we get caught up in the politics and sports uh, differences, sports teams, and uh, what color the dress is, purple or blue or black or blue or whatever, gold or blue, purple. You remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> that one, it's not 
taken away from the story of Jesus Christ. Right. And, um, and that's part of developing the, the muscles of uh, cultural discernment is knowing that they do have this information highway flowing by their head, but how are we going to use that? We have to develop ourselves into knowing that what I post could be something that they see or they hear or say. And, um, and is it pertaining to Jesus? Uh, cause that's, that, that might be the only connection you have with the student is online. Right. Right. Yeah. That's, that's really good. That's, uh, you know, just, just, just develop that and encourage, I think your senior adult adults to, just have some relevant conversations. You know, I think you could probably have relevant conversations with students and you could avoid, you know, some of those things. Uh, but, you know, they just, this kid, they just search it up. You know, you've heard them say that recently. They just search it up. Okay, I'll search it up. I can't say I ever heard that, but it sounds like something students would say. Oh, this is what I've been hearing lately. Search it up. Search it up, Dad. Yeah, <laughs> so. and, and as youth ministers, you might have already heard this and studied this but i guess it's just like a encouraging to know maybe you have to reach out to your church to mm. uh, let them a reminder that we have to reach out and touch these gener uh, the next generation and you're not the only one like the youth your youth minister or your whatever volunteers aren't the only ones on the front lines of that and yeah i, I think yeah. That it's, the lines get drawn when you start you know lining up you know job positions and you're right. one you're one person in a generation of millions so uh, we just man it it i it's important and yeah i'm glad we touched on this because i obviously I, I don't know if it shows but i'm pretty passionate about it ever since camp mm -hmm. I, I i don't read books so i listen to them because i'm dyslexic so it's hard for me to read books so uh, but i've listened to these books several times and i'm trying to get finished through this faith for exiles but man it uh, it's easy it's an easy find on the internet so yeah it's it's a uh, it's on um, christianbooks.com uh, or whatever that site is um, i've used it before christianbook.com they have it for like three bucks or whatever so and i think those are uh, i think they're part of the barna group i believe yes uh, yeah those publishers yeah. are i've yeah. read uh, one of his books previously um I think I think I think we want to touch on one more thing, um, and and it's it sums up probably the, the entire conversation that we're having, uh, because I mean I don't know how long we've been going or not, but uh, basically, we need to we need to continue to forge meaningful intergenerational relationships, and the scripture that really 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 jumped out to me was Joel one three. And as Jacob and I were talking through this and, and, and working it out, Joel 1 3 says, Tell your children of it and let your children tell their, children, tell their children and their children to another generation, right? It goes down, 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 and down, right? And, and, and I was, as I was reading and studying this, you know, Joel. He's one of the minor prophets, right? Some of you know this. Many of you know this. And it's a small little book, and it can be overlooked. But he is strongly, highly, almost scolding this group of people, telling them, tell your children. You know, as a parent, and I'll just speak from this perspective. I've got two boys, right, 12 and 11. As a parent, 
it, it, it is tough sometimes to remember to to tell them uh you know to connect with them when when it relates to god you know uh, i'd say that there i've had some some guilty moments now i do try to engage in conversations about god or or where did this come from and and what is this about or what does god's word say about it but there are times that you know that as parents we forget right and we have to be intentional about it and we have to remember and and then take that take the lens out a little bit more right this is it's all in all of us right as church members as members of the body of of the believers uh you know we have to take on this responsibility because we have to tell them so that they can tell their children and they can tell the next generation and it just keeps going yeah so i mean that yeah we it's you it's like a snowball effect really uh, you start here and then you end up here and that's the only way uh, the gospel keep, continues to be shared. And, that's right. That's right. And I mean, even if you, you don't feel comfortable doing it, just know that the Bible tells you, you that's what we're called to do. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So if the Bible tells you you need to do it, then I can't, can't tell you not to do it when, you know, the Lord told you yeah yeah i mean that's that's where it is like you know it's written in joel but god's saying do this right so you can either you can either we can either jump on board as a as a whole as a church and we can begin begin to start doing this and being very intentional about it right and then at you as the youth pastor you you begin to recognize that that maybe there is a problem and don't get angry about it well, okay, maybe get angry about it, but get angry about it in a passionate way that you're gonna you're gonna do something about it, right? You're you're gonna be you're gonna encourage your people, right? The people that you uh, that you're the body of believers that you're a part of to just love on these students. Maybe it is just writing them a note, yeah. right? You know, I, I personally don't like getting mail, but <laughs> when I do get mail and it's a special piece yeah. of mail i mean it's still relevant yeah my kids get birthday cards it's still relevant yeah. they read the whole card they love it they love to open it up even if it's a card simple something like that you can do it you can connect to the next generation I mean, you can do it so yeah and that's the the focal point where we start and the starting point for getting our church on board to know that the next generation does matter. And we need to work harder than we ever have before because we live in a world that it, it's, it's harder to share the gospel and that these three steps really uh, put a perspective for me. And I, I do it every day and uh, just a real eye opener there. So yeah uh can i can i can i leave us with with a psalm a song a psalm no a no song. i'm not oh, saying you're about me, to sing I, I was like, I, well, I, okay no no i mean i could yeah, no no let's don't do that uh, psalm 78 4 says we will not hide them from their children but tell them to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the lord and his might and the wonders that he has done and look, 
just take that passage of scripture. Talk about what God has done in your life. Tell the stories. Tell them over and over again if you have to. Because you know what? They're going to remember. Yeah. They're going to remember. And they're going to remember Grandma and Grandpa or or Grandma and Grandpa at church or whatever, Auntie, Uncle, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Told me that when he was a kid, God provided for his family. Yeah. But whatever the story is, God will use it. So let's keep telling the story. Amen. Mm-hmm. I I feel like we kind of like just like co-preached right there. That was kind of fun, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I guess so. I, I didn't really think about it. I, uh, but it, yeah. I I mean, I, I guess we you want to clo- you want to close in a word of prayer? Uh, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. kidding. I'm just kidding. We have some announcements before we wrap this one up. But well, shoot uh, shoot them out there. Uh, I think the first one is that I know we talked about the women's series and. Uh, you, you're like, these are just two dudes talking. Well, just know that we're still working with people we had lined up. It just happens to be the first week of school. Uh, one of them is a teacher actually just started as, I mean, she, she was a teacher before, but she had taken the year off or, uh, and started back up this year. So she's super busy this week. Uh, and then the last one we, I timing, you know, to schedule school starts, I guess it would be a terrible time to try to get a guest that has kids and uh, is a teacher. So uh, that's why we jumped on and just did this one uh, together. And uh, hopefully we, next week we'll continue that so we can wrap. So we'll wrap that up uh, and then uh, start something new or continue to different topics. Uh, um but like like we mentioned in the last two episodes, that man, summer's busy. I still have one more event at the end of, end of August, and then I am taking a a breather from. There you go. Even today, like I uh, I'd take my wife to the airport, and my plan was just to go back to the church. I came home, and it's just like mm, I'm tired. I'm worn out. And most, some, I, I think my church is starting to realize that I'm bivocational. And I, some of there was one lady that told me that she didn't know that I did what I did while working another job. Hmm. I was like, yeah, I've been bivocational since the start of time. So yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we have a family vacation planned for the end of October or the beginning of October, something like that. All right, that'll be great. Also, my that'll anniversary is at the end of September. So. Uh, yeah, one year coming up on one year for the first wedding. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, we we just Yeah. So, uh, and as and as you both like to point out, they were married twice, but to the same person. Same person. They mentioned that on my uh, the church thing. They were like, "Yeah, he had two weddings, but to the same person." Because you know you don't want the guests like if the visitors are like, "Oh, this guy's been divorced and got married in less than a year," like. Oh man. Uh, Well, you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, same lady. So, Um, Jacob, do you got any more? You got any other announcements? I think that was the other. That's the announcements, right? I think so. Uh, We have business cards. Oh yeah, yeah. We do. We have business cards. I haven't got a hold of mine yet, but uh, I think we might actually see each other tomorrow. Maybe. 
They, they exist, and I think the potential of seeing Jacob tomorrow and passing his 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 two hundred and fifty to him is highly, highly likely. So I hope so. I feel like I, when was the last time I seen you in person? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I'd have to really, really think about it. Been a long time. Are we putting this in the show? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I think I saw you. No, because in March I I went to. Mm-hmm. But you then I saw you at your go. wedding. I saw you at your wedding. You were supposed to go to fishing with me. I was supposed to go fishing with you, but we're putting that on the calendar for 2022. <laughs> and and I I've got a fishing idea this 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 fall. So you know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've got I've got an idea that we can go fishing this fall. So. I don't think it would hurt. Okay. I just got to make sure my, my fishing poles aren't rusted out because I took them to the coast about three weeks ago and I haven't washed them out yet. I got a new big boy for shark fishing. I got to show you when, whatever. I mean, you haven't even seen my other setup either, but. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's uh, another. Uh, there's one song that I, not a song, but something I wanted to, because we know we talk about music. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Shane and Shane put out a new Psalms uh, song called Psalms. Mm. Well, song uh, album, sorry. Mm-hmm. And I highly recommend everybody uh, listening at least once or twice through that. Yeah, it's it's a uh, those guys. I got to meet uh, both one of the Shanes. Um, backstage, I don't even know what was, I was doing something anyways, Carrie and I got to meet one of the Shanes and just the most, one of the most genuine kind, um, you know, not didn't took the time to talk to us. I don't even know if we took a picture. I don't even know if selfies were a thing back then, but, um, Polaroid. Yeah. <laughs> but we definitely, definitely was impressed. And so those guys are always a go-to good worship uh, listen so i have this uh, idea that i've been uh, trying to get done for the last like 17 seven, years yeah uh small called small town worship and yeah uh, uh have those guys come but uh i don't have the finance backing yet for it so um still youth, still ministers, youth ministers in the small town of central texas if you would like to team up and put that together i would love to take charge of that and do it so uh yeah i have ideas i'm willing to share them with you if we can financially st- stick together and make it happen there you go Boom. there you go that is Boom. the only plug for my what for something i want to do that you will ever hear from me because i really want to do it because I think it would open up, you know, concerts don't happen in small cities. So that's what I think we need to start sending people to have worship in small cities. Anyways, I don't know why I went on the ramp, but <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Well, Jacob, you want to do it again next week? Let's hope so. No, no, no. Jacob, you want to do it again next week? Y- yes, sir. Let's do it again next week. Thank you for listening to the Youth Pastors Are Pastors Too podcast. Find us, rate us, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, 
Spotify, and SoundCloud. If you want to see our ugly faces, look for us on YouTube. While you're at it, give us a like on Facebook. See you next week.